Hello and welcome to the first episode of Don't Mention the T-Word with me, Craig Howison, and my co-host and confidant, the jack to my victor, Chris Martin. Chris, excited? Nervous? I, for one, am uh, amazed that I've managed to, to rope you into doing this with me, so... Yeah, well, I'll second that. Um, you know, I'm amazed we've actually uh, booked the studio and we're, we're sitting here and good to go. I think uh, when you... You asked me about this a few months ago and I said to you, I don't want to become one of these podcast people and uh, here I am with a microphone in front of me. So uh, yeah, delighted to be here. <laughs> yeah, no, I can definitely be convincing when I want to and I'm <laughs> I'm delighted that you've, you're here as well, believe it or not. Um, <laughs> so yeah, this I think this first episode is, is just to give a little bit of background about us and uh, what the podcast is going to be about and, and why we're doing it. So it's, the, it's all about the who, the what and why. Um, who we are what we plan to do and why on earth we're exposing ourselves to the, to ridicule on such a, a wide platform. And uh, by the end of it, we're hoping that any listeners will have an idea of what it is we're all about and will be compelled to listen to, to future episodes. But you may get bored, sick of the sound of our voices. <laughs> I know you probably already are, Chris. <laughs> um, so yeah, let's not beat around the bush. Uh, Chris, can you just give us a bit of a, a version of the series of events over the last 30 years which have led you to this position. Yeah, of course. So for for those of you that are interested... Um, probably not that many. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but I mean, it's probably better to have a bit of background. So um, I was uh, raised in a village called Cirrus, uh, which is near St Andrews over in Fife. Um, very sporting family. Dad was a PE teacher. Uh, myself and my one of my brothers is a PE teacher. One of them is also a physiotherapist. So we're from quite an active family. Um Played all sports growing up. Football and rugby were the sort of main ones, but golf, living so close to St Andrews, was a massive part of my life. You know, the village had everything in it. Tennis club, um, you know, the, the the village hall had badminton clubs and everything. So a lot of um, sports played growing up. High school, continued to play sports, most of which I managed to play at a regional level and then kind of specialised in rugby. Um, as I got towards senior side of school, played in a very good team, um, I say played, sat on the bench um, for Scottish Schools Cup, which we were uh, winners of. But I did actually play a main a main part in uh, in winning the Scottish School Sevens, and that was all rugby. So that was a massive part of my life. And then uh, left school, went to uni in Edinburgh, where I had the uh, displeasure of meeting you um, in my PE class when we started uh, studying at Murray House. Seems like a long time ago now. Seems like a long time ago. Um, and it's also where we met all of our very good mates who in the summer when we meet up for golf and they hear this, we'll be giving us an absolute pasting, which we're really looking forward to. Um, but yeah, no, uh, studied, became a PE teacher. I've now been teaching PE for 10 years. Um, I also coach rugby uh, pretty seriously. I'm a coach educator for World Rugby, do stuff with SRU Academy, I'm, and I'm currently director of Rugby at Edinburgh Academy. So um, that was um, a sort of quick stop um, for everybody that wants to listen um, about where I am today. What about you, Craig? You've got to be a bit more interesting than that. No, I think that's genuinely, I, w- I would very rarely tell you this to your face, but I think that's a pretty interesting story. And I think it's it, um, some of the things that we're going to speak about in future episodes when we, we look back at your story and, and where it's taken you, it'll become clear on why you had such a good environment and, and why you got involved to the standard in so many sports that you did. Well, thanks, mate. I mean, um, really appreciate that's that. That's the last compliment you'll get from me. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, 
my story is 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 actually quite similar. Uh, my dad was a sports fanatic and had me swinging a golf club and and playing tennis, table tennis, football, rugby from from as early as I could. And I'm very lucky in that respect, and that I had such access to so many opportunities that, and he was experienced in that. I got pretty good at quite a lot of sports from a very young age, just sheerly through what I believe is opportunity and access to practice compared to um, my, my peers at that time. And at seven, my dad built a table tennis table in my attic um, in Edinburgh, and played table tennis with me sort of every day for two years till I was nine I was playing tennis and badminton as well and football and, rugby and all those other things at nine I, I moved he got me into a club in, in the North Merkison table tennis club uh, which was 500 metres from my front door which was the best table tennis club in Scotland and I got to practice with people who were way better than me for the next seven years of my life as well as continuing to play golf tennis and, and badminton on a weekly basis I was very lucky that mum and dad were um well off enough to be able to taxi me to various practices and, and tournaments and coaching all over the place. And I'm very uh, grateful f- for those opportunities. But ultimately, at about 14, I um, decided to finally specialise in table tennis and it took me on this amazing journey um, until relatively recently. Made my first cap for the Scottish senior team at 14 in table tennis and then... Uh, Played for the senior team for the next 14 years, going to Commonwealth Games and nine world championships and what have you on the way and and, and did that all more or less not being a full-time athlete. Uh, so uh, throughout university and, and, and then into teaching and obviously at university you, you get different priorities and, and that, that can sometimes not be conducive to being a, a, a top athlete you know I had to do a lot of your dishes Chris that you didn't do if you don't know if you, re, you recall that <laughs> cleaning up after you and various no, other I don't, boys I don't remember that not at all um, but no so you know you take you get different priorities at different time in your life but one of the constants for me was was table tennis and graduated university gone into teaching and, and I've been a teacher at Broughton High School in, in Edinburgh for the last a PE teacher at Broughton uh, for the last nine years what did we graduated in 2012 so 2012 yeah and if you add in the, the sort of your placements as well you know it's a it's a long time Ho- hopefully our pupils would say we're getting better at it but i'm sure some would disagree depends who you ask yeah um but yeah no uh, my mindset has changed significantly about the idea of um the t word which is what we're going to be talking about over the course of this episode and over the course of this series and you know having lockdown and the coronavirus has I think you know you've got to find silver lining in these things, and one of the silver linings was it gave me time to think about what my next passion is going to be after table tennis. I, I packed it in at twenty eight after the Gold Coast Commonwealth Games for a variety of reasons, and uh, now after spending a bit of time educating myself more on on the nature nurture argument in sport, um, I felt like it was uh, it was time to do something new, and that is what has given birth to the this. I, this idea which I've somehow managed to I'm still amazed I'm going to say it again persuaded you to be a part of yeah I think um, for a bit of context for the millions that are listening um, Craig has played at Commonwealth Games as you've heard um, and you know me and a bunch of the guys from uni we all went through to watch him play at Glasgow 2014 which was amazing and any athlete that's representing their country at that level 
um, and seeing them in action like that in a massive event. I, I would describe you, Craig, as a world-class athlete. I mean, yes, you've not won an Olympic gold medal, but by God, you've done a lot more than most of us have. And uh, it justifies that T-shirt you wore in first union that said sports bursar. Um, I'm going to ask you what you were getting a bursary for and you said table tennis and I was like, oh my God. But then, no, no, when I saw you're, you're, you've been around the world and played some of the best athletes in the world and been involved in some of the biggest sporting competitions, um, yeah, ma- massive respect for that and, um, you know, I think that's a, a legacy that you'll have for your the rest of your sporting career be it as a coach, as a podcast host, um, or just a PE teacher. We'll it's see how awesome. that goes. Yeah. But no, thanks. That's very flattering. And we're not just here to uh, to compliment each other. I'd much rather we're giving each other a pace than like usual. So Correct. That, that's probably the last time you'll hear. So let's let's it's a good start to start off being nice to each other. I think one thing about table tennis is that uh it's certainly gives you thick skin <laughs> because um, you know, we're going to get a pace in for this, for making this podcast, but I've been getting that since I've been playing table tennis for the last 20 years of my life. So. I think, um, I, I just missed actually one that I was going to say was, um, to understand how good somebody is at table tennis, because people will play it on holiday, right? People will play it in their garage if they're lucky enough to have one and stuff like that. And they'll think, oh, I'm pretty good at this. So, oh, three, four years ago, was it? We had our Christmas sort of get together with all That's the guys right, and Glasgow, yeah. um, Glasgow or Edinburgh, I can't remember what it was. Anyway, we um, were in this um, sort of bar restaurant type of place and um, there was a table tennis table in it. So Craig said, look, I'll play all. We'll have a tournament. We'll put a fiver in each. And uh, the difference is Craig's going to play with his mobile phone. And he beat everybody, apart from me, I like to say, went to about five extra points. But then some other guys who were in there actually saw this and thought, oh, we'll have a go at this as well. How good can he be and all that kind of stuff. And there was guys putting tenors down, 20 quid, all that kind of stuff. Craig's playing with an iPhone. Like, you know, think about the size of an iPhone that you've probably got in your hand just now because you'll all be tuning into this podcast. And uh, he's whipping people, like absolutely killing them. It was unbelievable. There must have been about 10 or 15 games you played in a row. And that was when everybody was kind of like, okay, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. He's pretty good at this. (laughs) Table tennis gives you opportunities that maybe some sporters don't. Well, exactly. To hustle a couple of... uh, um, Soft drinks and, and various <laughs> establishments. It's a, it's a novel. It's a novel thing, um, and yeah, yeah, it certainly builds. Things. It's certainly a character builder in playing table tennis in Scotland. So, Craig, um, we've spoken a little bit about our backgrounds. Um, so, tell the millions what this is all about. Yeah, I think that this is a, going to be a podcast aimed at addressing some of the issues surrounding talent in sport. Um, and particularly from a Scottish sport context, and I'm aware of the irony involved. That we've already w- mentioned the word talent in a podcast. Don't don't mention the T word, um, but that is what it's going to be all about. So, going to be exploring right what what is talent, um, why is it this thing that's that's uh, spoken about so often, which is so di- so difficult to define, um, and you know, hopefully, we're going to have a variety of guests on from from various sporting backgrounds. Uh, to give their perception on the balance that nature and nurture have in their sports and how that how that can either positively or negatively affect our mindset and what the implications are are for teachers and stuff. That's if uh, we can manage to persuade anyone to be as stupid as you and actually come on and join us. But well, this we'll is see. it. I know. And um, 
So I guess just following on from that, um, you know, because there will be some people going, why did you choose to be one of these pairs of podcast peoples? So what, why is it we're doing this? Well, I think I think the number one reason is we're doing it because um, we are passionate about it and we've had conversations about this in the past on, on sort of, you know, when we've met up with the boys and and we're passionate about it and I feel like the, some of the podcasts I listen to, they're, they're fantastic, but they're on this stuff, but they are mainly aimed at other academics and actually I believe that the, the people who need to know this stuff the most or people who need to have information that we are hopefully going to cover and, and discuss further are the the young athletes, the school pupils, the parents, the teachers and coaches of them to hopefully encourage them to develop a growth mindset and, you know, basically making the information that sports science says more accessible to them, more digestible to those people rather than it seemingly being this highbrow academic thing that only sports scientists talk about. Why are you in it? Is there any other reasons that you're you're wanting to do this, Chris? It's, it's always been an interest of mine. I've got a few bugbearers, I suppose, as well, um, that people don't really talk about. So, like, that talent words I would describe as an umbrella term that gets used to describe, you know, moments of um, high-quality skill in professional sport. And sometimes that level of sport can look unachievable to novices who are at school. Um because it's like, oh, you know, that, that people are just born with that. When actually, when you get into it, and not necessarily the academic side of it, just when you, you know, being involved in coaching, I've seen some world-class environments I've been in. And um, I've actually seen players practice the things that commentators go, you can't teach that. And I'm like, yes, you can. Like, that, that's, that's hours and hours and hours of repetitive practice in an environment that provides opportunities for people to hone skills that look like they're instinctive and the world class. Um, so I suppose that's one of the reasons why. And also, just to make a bit more of this kind of content accessible, I think we've got a lot of stuff out there about leadership, um, about professional sport, and about how to create um, cultures um, and world-class environments. But how many people listening to those kind of podcasts and and this one if anybody does tune in i know we keep coming back to that but how can it impact their their day jobs their day lives um you know their school sports careers their their pe lessons anything like that so i suppose it's just how can we water things down to make people realize that actually playing sport or coaching sport or even just watching sport at a high level can be a lot more understandable yeah it's not it's not just um it's not just for the elite it's for yeah anyone has access to that given the right mindset I think it's important at this point for us to say that we are really just a couple of uh, average blokes or uh, of average intelligence possibly less for you Chris I don't know but <laughs> well I'm, but, I'm, I'm from Fife so yeah, yeah. Oh, we'll take that first Fife joke it was you who said it <laughs> um, who have developed this interest in learning about this area and find it I've found it, it's been a change to my my mindset um, discovering this stuff and learning about this stuff and it's been quite a liberating change of perspective for me and I think that the sooner we can help other people go on that journey and that's not to be patronising if they wish to go on that journey then and they find the stuff that we're, that we're talking about interesting then, then hopefully we can it'd be great for them to have the same feeling that we've had um, in terms of 
a change of mindset and perspective and, and how it's allowed us to, you know, for instance, believe that we could put something like this together. Um, whether, it, you know, it's easy to listen to a podcast and think, oh yeah, but I could never do that. When actually when you had the the belief that maybe you could do it, you make it happen. And, and that, that in itself has been um, a rewarding journey. I would, I think, and even just you know, when we came in here just now and before we started, we're you know, it's it's quite a nice feeling that it's all come together at this point. So, well, that's it, yeah. And I, I didn't think you know, I've I've been listening to them for particularly this year over lockdown, been listening to them for months and thought, you know what, it would be quite cool to speak on one of these things. Um, whether I'm the right person for it or not, I don't know, but um, yeah, I suppose grateful for the opportunity, isn't it? After the year we've had, so yeah, excited about what we can chat about going forward. Cool. So I think, uh, yeah, I mean, finally, just just to conclude that little section, it's the reason we are really doing this is to try and figure out what what is good practice for coaches, teachers, parents to encourage a growth mindset, and what are the lessons, and make those lessons accessible to the likes of our pupils at school and to to young budding athletes. And you know, there's lots of things that need to come together to to create elite performance but we're not just talking about elite performance just generally there's lots of things that have to come together in order to to encourage improvement or to foster improvement environment age and stage opportunities to practice level of practice culture parents experience peers genetics motivation you know there's lots of different things that need to come together and I think it's going to be quite enjoyable for us to discuss all those things with a variety of people and, and hopefully people will appreciate it so, um, just to, to to move on quickly, we're going to do two features, two weekly features in the show. Yeah, quite looking forward to these. Um, so the first one, I think, is going, it's going to be for me um, because I'm I'm very heavily involved in coaching, and it's something that I'm very passionate about. The people that we're going to get on, um, I'm going to ask them, you know, what is the most inspiring thing they've heard in coaching. Or the most desperately bad thing they've heard, um, bit of advice or training session, whatever it is, without obviously naming any names or anything like that. So it'll be inspiration or desperation, and that's what I'm wanting to to hear from different people um, when we get them on the pod every week. Yeah, I mean the second feature that we're going to do, and b- just before I say that, introduce this feature, we're well aware that both nature and nurture have a very important part to play in, in sports development and any development. But we want people to get off the fence. We want people to to answer the question, what do they think is more important? As a coach, as a sports person, as somebody, as a role model to young people, is the nurturing of that um, environment more important or is the card that they're dealt with at birth more important? Uh, so it's going to be the nature-nurture board uh, and we'll keep a scoreboard from week to week and um, see what ends up top. A bit the- like um, Top Gear when they had... Um- What's it? What's it? They the do stick, the, the, the fastest yeah, lap. Yeah, the fastest lap. A bit like that. So we'll have one on Craig's fridge. Yeah, hopefully more successful than that. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, no, I think uh, I think we will do our first um, inspiration and desperation and nature nurture board just now. Uh, so I'm going to give my two, and I was you know thinking about what's the most inspiring bit of coaching you've heard, or the, the most desperate bit of coaching you've heard, and really for me it's. There, there's there's two which stick out and and for, it's not actually coaching but the, these are my two bugbearers that you that you were talking about earlier so my my most desperate example is I can't remember what TV what football commentator it was um, a few weeks ago now 
uh, on commentating on the Man United game and Mason Greenwood went through and, and scored in the Champions League I think it was so it's a good few weeks ago now um, and the commentator goes after a fairly standard good finish the commentator goes you just can't teach that <laughs> I was like well hang on a minute what's the point then you know what's what's the point in doing tr- and us trying to become better coaches or teachers if you just can't teach how to side foot the ball into the side of the net um, so I think that is my and that to me is epitomizes the whole fixed mindset thing of of believing in the T word, believing in talent. So so that's definitely my most desperate bit of coach. And that's from somebody who's meant to be an expert, who's an ex player. So and my most um inspired bit of coaching, again, you know, that there's loads of examples. I've worked with loads of really good coaches in table tennis who have given me loads of different things. But I, and I know this is maybe not a cliche, but it's a well-known one. But I think the one that really stands out in my head is is Sean Dyche at um, Burnley, and his his big thing is, um, let me just get this right, um, minimum requirement is maximum effort. And to me, that's the opposite of you can't teach that. It's okay, regardless of what your genetics are. Forget about that. What can you control? The thing that you can tr- control most is an absolute minimum requirement to, to get better in any field is maximum effort. And I, I, I think that's a pretty good um a pretty good motto to follow to to in, in any walk or field or, or or sport. So um so yeah, that's my inspiration, desperation. And obviously, I think based on that, I think it's pretty obvious where I'm going on the nature nurture board. I'm I'm putting a tally mark on the nurture side of things. Um, while I accept absolutely, and some, and we're going to talk about this in the next episode, how nature and and how important it can be for me. It's all about controlling the things which are which you are able to control. And I think from a nurture perspective in sport, um, that that's more important. Uh, that plays a bigger part in in um, where somebody gets to in the end and how much they improve. So. So that's that's me done for the features. Would you do yours on the next show, Chris? Um, before we have our first guest on on episode three. Just before we 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 conclude the the first episode, I'd like to to say a couple of thanks. So first of all, uh, thanks to Chris for coming on and and agreeing to to go on this journey with me. It's it's actually really exciting doing it with somebody else, and and hopefully it'll be an interesting journey for us both. Um, thanks to two old teammates of mine from the Scottish table tennis team. Callum Main, who did the uh, graphics for our artwork on our podcast and, and did a fantastic job on that. And uh, an old, another old teammate of mine, Sean Doherty, who uh, who put together a little soundtrack and, and, and sweep for the show. So massive appreciation for them. And uh, hopefully they we do them justice with the, the content that we come out with. At the time of recording, we haven't actually got any social media yet. However, we, by the time we release this, we will have an Instagram and a Twitter uh, for you to follow us at. Sorry, and, uh, Craig, you'll have a, an Instagram yeah, and a Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to be a part of that. <laughs> <laughs> you want, you want uh, deniability. Absolutely. Yeah, okay. I'll, I'll follow you, a, though. I'll follow you, I promise. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, we'll let... Uh, so I'll have... A, 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 or, or I'll tell you what, don't mention the T word. We'll have a social media, Instagram and Twitter handles that you can follow us at, um, and and let us know let us know any comments or uh, ideas that you have. You can also contact us via email at don't mention the t word at outlook.com. 
Um, and we'd be really interested. Any ideas that people have got or any thoughts or comments that they have on the show, we would love for people to engage with us on, on, on via email or social media because that's what this is all about. It's all about engaging in discussion. Regardless of whether you agree with us or not, that is not a reason for us not to, to, to have potentially have you on the show or to discuss things that you bring up. And it might give us more things to discuss and, and talk about. So we would really appreciate um, people being in touch or sending emails or on social media. It's, uh, uh, email is don't mention the T word at outlook.com. And finally, you'll be able to listen to us on Spotify and Apple Music and, and please share us with uh, as many people as possible if you find us remotely interesting. Uh, and uh, we will look forward to, to hearing from you.